There's an image going around the internet these days that appeals to Generation Xers like me. It's a grainy photograph of a small child flying over a steep homemade ramp on his big wheels tricycle. The caption reads, the 1970s. No knee pads, helmets, brakes, or overcautious soccer moms. It's just how we rolled. <laughs> well, I didn't learn to ride a bike until around 1982, but not much had changed. I didn't have any training wheels on my bike. I just had my dad. The idea was that I could learn to balance on the bike if dad ran along behind me, holding the back of the bike to steady me. I didn't think it would work. And you know what? It didn't work out. Well, at least not the way I expected. But more on that in a minute. When have you unexpectedly found yourself forced to do things that you didn't think you were capable of doing? Perhaps you were forced to enroll in a class for which you didn't have the proper prerequisites. Perhaps you had to assume a position at work because someone got sick or quit unexpectedly. In the past few days, I've probably been handed more challenges than in the previous seven weeks combined. I've visited a variety of people facing tragedies in their lives. I've faced several other professional conundrums of which I can't say more because of privacy issues. I presided at a wedding for the first time yesterday. And I am now preparing for preaching at my first funeral. Because two of the Paulists out of four are out of town this weekend, I've also been assisting at Immaculate Conception Parish. We even had a mix-up with the bulletin yesterday. And we're planning a last-minute out-of-town retreat for the young adults group. As I drove to Park West Hospital on Friday night for another last rites anointing, I wondered how in the world I could possibly get everything done. I wonder what it was like for those first apostles of Jesus. Immediately after last week's reading, this is the very next verse in the Gospel of Mark. If you remember last week, Jesus was rejected by the people in his hometown because they couldn't believe that someone seemingly ordinary like him had special wisdom. And now, what does Jesus do? He sends his apostles out to preach the same message. To cure the sick. To drive out demons. How could they possibly succeed? They had little training. They were mere mortals. And they weren't supposed to take any provisions along for the journey. Not even a change of clothes. The Catechism of the Catholic Church hadn't been written yet. And these guys didn't even know that Jesus would rise from the dead. It's not clear if they've even understood what Jesus has been teaching so far in this gospel. Well, we don't hear much in today's gospel about how they fare on their journey because we have another classic Mark and Sandwich. The next thing that uh, Mark does in the next verse after what we heard is he starts talking about how John the Baptist was beheaded. Doesn't sound too promising. Jesus preached... And the people didn't listen to him. John the Baptist preached, and he was beheaded. And now the apostles are sent out to preach. Well, I think you know the story. It turns out that the apostles are able to accomplish everything Jesus asks them to do. 
to proclaim, to cure, to cast out demons. Just like that simple shepherd Amos, who was able to prophesy to the aristocrats of the northern kingdom of Israel. As unprepared as I felt the past few days, the Holy Spirit has apparently provided. It appears as if Anthony and Marissa were successfully and legally united in matrimony yesterday. The grace of anointing has provided balm to the sick and to the people who care for them. Immaculate Conception, when I last checked with Father Jerry this morning, is still standing. And those other conundrums I mentioned seem to have been resolved in successful ways. But how about you? Have you ever been surprised by the things you've been able to accomplish, even when you thought it was beyond your ability? That's what we mean when we speak of amazing grace. As the letter to the Ephesians so beautifully proclaims today, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. God chose us before the foundation of the world to lavish graces upon us. The other thing to remember is that we're not alone in this. Jesus sent the apostles out two by two. As for me these past few days, my brother Paulus Jerry Tully has been a great resource. Father Charlie's been in contact by phone. For the wedding, I had the help of the organist, the cleaning staff, and several technical people at Sacred Heart. And in planning the funeral, Dr. Ruth has been amazing, and I know I can count on Barbara and Andrea and Sandy and many other people, too numerous to mention, but several who are in this room right now. But back to the story of me, my bike, and my dad. I don't know how many practice rides I took across the blacktop at Highlands Elementary School with my dad behind me before my parents finally pointed out that there was no way that my father, who wasn't the athletic type, was able to keep up with me. He hadn't been holding on to the bike at all. I was doing it without his physical guidance. Apparently, all I needed was the presence of my earthly father. And sometimes, all we need to accomplish great things is an awareness of the presence of our Heavenly Father. When I was in college, I read a little quote that has stuck with me. Those who say it is impossible should get out of the way of those who are doing it. With the graces we have received, nothing, nothing is impossible with God.